This episode of RFK Refugees is brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. If you'd like to ensure that there are future episodes and help this show grow, visit patreon.com slash rfkrefugees. That's patreon.com slash rfkrefugees. Enjoy the show. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, RSK Refugees Podcast. I don't know how we're feeling right now, John. How, how are you feeling? I, I don't know what to feel at this point with this team, with this game, with this season. You Anything. know, ups and downs, uh, you know, ebbs and flows. I think we're, I think we're sobered. I think we're me- we're medium. We've stayed medium, as Jim Zorn would say. <laughs> we're just sort of just we're just trying to live, man. We're just trying to roll out the rest of the season. I, I don't I don't know, man. I'm looking at the amount of I, I looked today. I counted up the number of away games versus the number of home games, and uh, it got a it got a little scary. I'll tell you that much. I might talk about that later in the show, but um, DC's running out of home games. Uh, DC United played uh, Saturday night against Toronto. Toronto came to town. Um, uh, a pretty important game. I think DC absolutely, you know, had to win. Um, I think they had to get three points this game. They didn't. Um, they almost came away with nothing um, if it weren't for VAR and a 90th minute penalty kick. Um, a, a frustrating game to watch. Uh, well, let, let's start at the beginning. Let's start at the lineup because uh, we saw the lineup that came out. And I was at a restaurant with my family. I actually went to the game. Uh, my family and I all went up to the game. Uh, my sister's boyfriend got his first DC United experience. Um, you know, the family all got to see Audi Field for the first time. Uh, very, we were a little high up, uh, maybe a little bit higher up than, than we would have liked. Uh, but the field was beautiful and the, the view was beautiful. Um, I got to meet John in person. So I know he actually exists and he's not There's just photo some, evidence. It he, actually happened. It, it actually happened. It. it actually happened. Yeah, we do exist. We do exist in real life. So, um, now our picture's out there. So now maybe people will actually recognize us. That That's going to be, that's when I know we'll be like big time when like I'll be, I'll be sitting at a game and someone will come up and ask me like if I'm Ted or, you know, someone will come up. I'm sure people probably know your face a little bit better than mine. If that um, happens, I'm going to quit. So no one do that. <laughs> hey man, I saw in this a picture of you in front of your house. Isn't nope. That you? It's not, it's not me. It's somebody else. It's somebody from filibuster. It's probably one of them. Yes. All right. Um, but let's get let's get to the lineup. Let's get to this. Uh, so uh, Ben Olsen rolls out uh, surprisingly. Uh, Zoltan Stieber and Chris McCann, uh, two players. It was it, it was almost kind of surprising at, at a leg, and I kind of thought I kind of thought you know I think this is Olsen saying to both Zoltan and to Chris McCann. Okay, this is this is your shot. This is your one and only. This is your last shot to show me something to show me. That I should keep you around, or I should, or I should bring you into games. You're getting a starting, you know, a prime starting opportunity. Um, I thought Zoltan looked lively in the first, you know, 10, 15 minutes. Um, nearly connected with Rooney on a really nice cross, um, and then uh, the goal happens, uh, the Nick DeLeon goal, where he gets just completely. I don't know if he got burned or he just didn't put in the effort, but he he gets absolutely torched um, on that left side. He didn't put in the effort. Yeah. Zoltan, when he defends, he stands up vertically. He does not bend at the knees. He doesn't get in an athletic position at all. Uh, he doesn't actually move horizontally with the play. He just sort of stands in the general space around the player like if like that were good enough. Like he's just covering the circle around him. That's what he did. Yeah. I mean, it was it was, it was was terrible. Um, it was awful. He gets burned on that play, and it, it – it, and from then on, he just never looked, you know, I thought really involved. And there, he, I think he had a breakaway opportunity. I remember that. And I was thinking, I was like, he's not going to score this. Sure enough, he gets tackled away. Um, even offensively, I, I really thought he was subpar average at best, uh, other than maybe that first cross he had to, to Rooney. Um, it wasn't a good performance all the way around. And um, I think this is the last we see of him in a sub position. Um, you know, unless there's a catastrophic injury or something, because once Ariola's is back, you know, Sakura moves to sort of first off the bench. Um, you know, the team's already looking at potentially bringing in another player. Um, I think this is, I think this is it. I think this is the last you are going to see of Zoltan Stieber in a DC United uniform, uh, potentially the last time you see him in major league soccer. Um, I don't know what coach, 
Uh, maybe Cincinnati, because they're just so awful and terrible that literally anything is an improvement for them, um, would look at that and say, yeah, I, I need Zoltan Stever on my roster because um, he, he just wasn't good. It was it was a bad performance, um, and I think this is the last we're going to see of him. Uh, do you agree with me, John? Do you think you see him in a substitute appearance, anything? I think you do until 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 our window until the window's open all the way. Is it open now today at the first? No, July seventh is actually okay. when the window opens. But, I, I, I mean, wouldn't, I would not surprise me if you saw him off the bench on the fourth, even though he put in such a bad performance. We're just thin on the left side. I think they like TT right now in the middle. Mm. I think they're trying to find ways to get him comfortable in that sort of planning for life after Lucho, uh, and he's looked pretty good there. I think he's he's more involved in the game when he's on that when he's in the middle versus on the side. So. It, depending on the way the game goes, it would not surprise me if we see him again out of absolute necessity, but not out of choice and out of any sort of optimism about what he's going to bring. He's a he is a body, I think, at this point. Same as same as McCann. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I still think once the window opens, he's gone. Um, I think there's there's going to be some July seventh news uh, related to him, um, and I and I don't I, I think maybe maybe you see him. Um, but I mean, I would make an argument, you know, Wednesday, Ben didn't even deploy him out there. Um, and it was, it, it's very clear that, you know, Ben Olsen gave him one last good faith opportunity to show himself. And I, I don't think he showed himself, uh, showed himself well. Um, I agree with you. I thought TT, uh, you know, looked strong. Um, I could tell, I could tell DC was doing some switching. Uh, first they, they very clearly switched both Canals and, uh, and, uh, um, and, and Rodriguez, uh, in that first half, when they got burned, they said, "Okay, we need to get Canals in there to provide some defensive support uh, for uh, for Zoltan um, because it's clearly not happening, and we're getting burned." You know, down that you know where I was standing, that left side, we're getting burned down that left side way too much. Um, so they clearly switched that. Then they switched. They clearly uh, later in the first half switched both Zoltan and Segura uh, at one point during the game. I think to try to you know push the ball, move the ball maybe a little bit more to the right because at the time they were going strictly down the left and they were becoming very very predictable. Um, so just it, kind of a you, you said you I remember you texted me in the game. You said this team is probably a one and done playoff team because the, we are just we are very easy to neutralize and I don't disagree with you. This team is incredibly easy just to to neutralize. And other than a couple moments, I mean, you had Acosta, you know, dispossessing the keeper and, you know, getting the ball to Wayne Rooney. Now, that that, that would have been a, a, a great goal to score because then we're probably talking about a different game. Um, but those aren't exactly like, you know, strong buildups and strategies. Uh, both DC United's goals in the past two games, one came from, you know, a, a magic sort of, you know, opportunity long ball from Wayne Rooney. And the other one came from a penalty kick from Wayne Rooney. So there, there's just no offensive buildup right now. Um, and it's very worrisome. It's very worrisome. Their piece is missing, but it's very worrisome just kind of how paper thin this team is. Yeah, they are able, the other teams are able to sit back uh, and basically say, go ahead and try to break us down. And then we don't because the runs we do, the runs we make are much better in a counterattacking fashion. Uh, they they are still gone are the days in which teams let Wayne and Lucho be in the same 10-yard radius. Even now, you know, we, we talked about it during the Columbus Crew playoff game. We were sort of floored by Burhalter's uh, defensive strategy that just completely neutralized and neutered the, the off the, the attack the whole game. Uh, and while it's not as it's not as directly obvious as it was in that game, you'll you'll still notice that those players only get in 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 touch with each other a few times a game because they do a they do a good job at keeping them separated. And because of that, uh, Wayne is not a guy who makes vertical runs uh, uh, past the center backs. Um, we try to work the ball down the wing and cross it in, but then we don't have multiple runners coming into the box usually to to win headers into the box. So it's. It, it's it's a bit confusing what the strategy is right now if teams have decided that the best way to do is just compact uh their back four potentially move a midfielder into the, into a five and just uh and just and just wait and because they're just going to run out of ideas and not they're not going to be dangerous so i don't know what the move is i, I think there has to be some sort of tactical change uh and i think there has to be personnel change to to go along with that just there has to be some sort of change of pace attacking option uh that can that can break the teams down that are sitting in on us. Everybody, you know, as great as Acosta's, you know, late season run in 2018, I think the biggest thing we're learning this year is that he doesn't have an ability to develop 
once he gets neutralized, once he once they they you know team said okay, here's what we're gonna do to stop Lucho. They do it. There there isn't an ability, and you can try to coach you know him as much as you want. You can try to say you know try this, try this. And to be honest, I did notice there was sort of a different style where he was sort of cutting in. He had two a couple of his best opportunities sort of with link up play came when he got the ball and he sort of drove at players sort of yep. from the from the side and kind of cut in and try to play a ball. Um, so I mean that gave me I guess a little bit of hope that he was that he was cutting that he was sort of trying something different. Um, but there were still moments when you know late in the game he gets frustrated and he says, "Okay, I'm gonna take on everybody." And Toronto's like, "Great, absolutely, come right here." All right, now everybody you know surround him. Uh, nope, can't get out of that. You know, and you know I'm sure there's I'm sure he has the ability. He's certainly a very technically gifted player. He would have the ability if you know to escape that type of collapse. But it's just very frustrating to watch him right now. And, you know, he passes don't go his way. He's throwing his hands up in the air. Um, you know, it, 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 he's becoming petulant, Lucho. But it's 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 very he, – he's definitely grown up a little bit as a player because when we saw petulant Lucho sometimes, usually that followed like some sort of lashing out at another player when things are going the way. We're not seeing that, but we're still seeing – you know, countless times, ball doesn't go his way, hands go in the air. He's you know, you know, angry about something, angry about a pass or something like that. So, um, yeah, I disagree. I think it's, I disagree with that. I think I think the difference between and 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 Pablo tweeted something about this to this effect earlier is the difference between this Lucho and the old Lucho is when Lucho would get dispossessed previously, he would stop. When he gets dispossessed now, he wants to kill who has the ball. I think he throws his hands up. That does happen, but he's annoyed. He's annoyed just like all of us are because it's not it's not mm-hmm. coming off. And I think because the team is able, because the opposing team is able to encircle him with five players, and there's nobody else really who other than other than Wayne, but Wayne's not a speed guy who's gonna who's, who he can pass the ball to who's gonna break someone down. That is an effective strategy because they know that without him, the ball is only gonna be scored uh, via long cross. Or 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 a free kick because he's he's the star that he's the uh, straw that stirs the drink in the midfield and in the eighteen. So I I don't know I I think they're I think he would I think that because of the way that they're they're playing him now in defense, you need another piece of a similar skill set between Rooney and Acosta to act as a relief valve for the defense so that there's not. There, I, I don't think you can throw that many bodies at three players. You can at two players because they know there are some inert midfielders who are not going to be a threat. But if you have a third player, and and TT's not there yet, uh, who who they knew was a threat to shoot, for instance, we have a problem. We have a problem getting in the eighteen and continuing to like play back to goal and try to lay a ball off so someone could shoot. There has to be more selfish, aggressive players in the eighteen, and that's I think that's that would that would turn things around overall. I think. Yeah, and you bring up and you bring up the 18 portion. There, there is a lot of you know. There were so many shots I saw from outside the 18. You know, there, there wasn't. You know, I, I understand you want to, you want to get those shots off. You want to take them outside the 18. But I would like to see this team try to work. You know, work a little bit and work into some opportunities. Um, and you know, if, if your only opportunity you generate is to shoot, then fine, go ahead and shoot the ball. Um, but there's there's a there's a very much a a, a lack of finishing. Um, with this team and a lack of a killer instinct, um, and I would agree with you. I would agree with you as well with the with not having that third player. Um, and in my opinion, they they do have those players, uh, and the players are supposed to be are Titi Rodriguez and Paul Ariola. Paul Ariola is with the national team right now, um, but he's that type of player that that can be that outlet in that pass. Yep. Um, you know, I, I you know we're getting you know we're getting Moreno back. Thankfully, he's coming off a great Venezuela campaign. Um, so TT, I don't think you're you're gonna have, unless there's an injury or something. I don't think you're gonna see TT in that center role again. I think you're gonna see him push back out wide, um, which certainly helps DC. Uh, and then of course, you know, hope you know as much as you know, I I do root for the United States men's national team, even though they're it's a, it's like watching paint dry sometimes the way they play. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, you know, we're looking at getting uh, getting you know. Uh, Paul Riola back uh, for the twelfth, uh, the game against New England, uh, which will be you know a home game and a chance, a game they absolutely need to win. Um, so yeah, if they were going to play, if they're going to play, if the national team is going to play games like that, just give us Ariola back. Like, <laughs> why, why subject anyone to that? 
yeah, you know, but we, we can't make that decisions. And I'm sure if you asked Ariola, does he want to play for the national team? He absolutely wants to play for the national team. And it, it helps his helps his rise and his credibility. So I don't know what he wants. It's what about what <laughs> we want. We I mean, need him back now for the fourth. Yeah, and so, I mean, I'll, I'll be very curious once they get back. You know, uh, it looks like Mora's, uh, I think he, there was, it was a two-week injury. So we're looking probably probably at him back on the 12th as well. Um, so for the, for the game on the 12th, which hopefully nothing else. There's no other major injuries right now. But we're looking at July 12th potentially being the first time we can see this roster at 100%, the exact roster we saw play those first three games, uh, including about 15 minutes of the of the of game four um, against uh, against RSL, where they look just electric and, and absolutely um, unbeatable, like a top team in the East. So, I mean, this will be the first time since March that we've had a full a full roster out there. The scary part about it is, well, now we're <laughs> now like we need to get help. We need to get bodies to help, and maybe we need something to mix it up as well. We need a guy to come in that's going to challenge. You know, Paul Riola, TJ Rodriguez, even uh, even Luciano Costa at this point. I'm 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 I am not exactly opposed to somebody coming in that they say, hey, we need to put push Lucha a little bit. Maybe we find somebody who can bring something a little different, who's going to have a different idea, who who teams aren't going to know this is what we do to neutralize Lucho and just execute that. And we have a good chance of winning. Um, so, you know, that things definitely need to change. This is this. I am perpetually nervous at the fact that there is no news that we've had at least not much that we've had um, other than weird rumors that link us to aging european stars i'm not counting those legitimate rumors i think there was one rumor related to a south american player i'll believe that i'll believe that 100 percent every day of the week um, i'm not going to believe uh we want to sign ashley cole or ashley young or something like that no i'm not i'm not, I'm not buying into those rumors because those rumors are bupkis and if anybody had any understanding, if any of those uh, writers in England had any understanding about how MLS roster rules work, they would see how ridiculous the whole idea of the rumor would be. But they don't. So they just assume that, you know, things operate like England. But anyway, um, i trying to think of anything else from this game. Uh, Bill Hemi was... Well, there was, there was the penalty that should have been called against DC United that was not called. Yeah, <laughs> that and call. I was ta- talking to my wife as soon as it happened. I was like, oh, geez. She's like, what? I was like, he just... He just ran into him in the box. Like he just he just ran directly into him. He's like, I didn't look like a foul to me. I was like, that was absolutely a foul. But all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it. Yeah. Uh, oh then, yeah. And, then, um, and, and, and Toronto fans were totally reasonable about it. Not not mad at all. Not they're not upset. right to be mad. I would have been yeah. just I would have been just as mad. I'm not saying they're not right to be mad. I'm being I'm being funny. I'm being sure. funny. But, but they, they, they all... have absolutely right to be mad. Their their national team also lost an embarrassing game to Haiti. So you know, I, I think I feel I feel even worse for them right now. Bit. Good, good for Haiti. I'm my, they're my Great team. For Haiti. They're, my, they're my pick. I want them to win. I don't. I would glad, just like I would gladly take a loss in this stupid Gold Cup for Haiti to win. So if that, if that somehow happens, I'm I'm pro Haiti. It's fantastic for Haiti and for the people of Haiti. But man, as a Canadian fan, you have like sure. watching the Canadian men's national team lose after being up two to nothing is is pretty low. Um, so I can yeah. see, and certainly they're upset that I believe that probably should have been called a foul. Um, you know, I don't know if the VAR just didn't review it, if they missed it. Um, I'll be curious to see what kind of statement comes out. Yeah. Um, I will say, you know, what sometimes, uh, DC has been, been screwed on a couple calls too. Um, so it happens to everybody and that's all I'll say. So on that, and it happens to everybody. Uh, there's no argument. I don't think you would have any argument on DC's penalty that that was not a penalty. Breon was hogtied in the box. He was, I forget the name of the wrestling move. Uh, but there was, it was like a chokehold. Yeah, it was like a chokehold. Yeah, like he, yeah, I, don't, I couldn't. I would diagram the, the the move I'm thinking of. But um, but yeah, so that happened. Uh, Rooney scored. We were. I was actually standing down in the corner when he scored, um, down on the ground, and that was cool. Uh, but yeah, man, I don't. Uh, Wayne was mad after the game because he's like, I sucked. We didn't deserve this, and he's right. They didn't really deserve any points he, at all he was rough his his set plays his set plays he had a couple free kick opportunities i don't know what it was but he he was not dialed in um and, I, and i'm and i'm getting i'm getting a little bit concerned i guess about the amount of of where we've put on his legs and he just he it's not that he hasn't looked i thought he looked pretty well against um against orlando but and maybe this is just an off game but this kind of had me wondering you know, it's really hot in D.C. I mean, it was the sun was down and everything, and I was sweating like anything uh, sitting in those seats. Uh, so I'm, I'm concerned a little bit. I, I guess my I have elevated concern levels about Wayne Rooney at this point. 
Uh, you know, I'm 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 okay with it. I think I've uh, I told my wife yesterday that I have sacra- sacramentized my body and that I'm no longer really bothered by heat, which is cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, it's the problem is that he won't take himself out, and he says he's fine, and the metrics will say he's fine, and we have no option to replace him. So it's really one of those things like, well, we're just gonna ride this car until the wheels fall off, uh, no matter what, and hopefully they fall off in two years and not. And not now. Although maybe if the wheels fall off sooner, he becomes the coach, which is the rumor that he was being offered MLS jobs now to coach now, uh, which is just crazy to me. But, I didn't heard well, those. Where'd you? Think? Yeah, yeah. He, there was an interview he did, uh, or in his on his pot. I was I don't know if it was his podcast or something else, but he was asked to uh, start coaching now in MLS and in, and in England. He got it's been had offers now. Like if you want to retire right now and coach or be a player coach, you can do that. And I really want to know who in MLS is offering that. And I'm pretty sure it's not DC. No, I wouldn't think I wouldn't I wouldn't think it was DC. But I mean, maybe Cincinnati with how they've organized their roster and a lot of the smart decisions they made. And maybe Orlando. I can think of a couple teams who might be dumb enough to to do something like that. So. Imagine approaching a player like Wayne Rooney while he's still playing, while he has ten goals this season for DC, and be like, "Hey, you want to coach? You want to stop that? How about you stop playing? <laughs> you, 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 I think you're done. I think you're good. You've done well enough. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. this is obviously no no more fun for you. So yeah. Let's- no, Let's just quit. Not. But yeah, so uh, that game uh, sucked. Uh, and Wednesday was five minutes of cool and then a whole bunch of suck. So it's, uh, you know, you're glad you got four points out of almost 180 minutes of soccer that you wouldn't want to watch again if someone paid you. In fact, I haven't. So that's good. I've not watched these ones a second time because I know generally what the game was like. <laughs> uh, so we'll uh, we'll see. We'll see going forward uh, where we're at. I think Wednesday, you know, we keep saying like, oh, this one, they've got to win. Wednesday on the road in Frisco on the 4th of July with their third game in a week. uh, I'm not expecting a win. I would be fine with a draw and healthy and everyone getting out healthy for the next game. That would be that would probably be enough for me. I will secede that a little bit, but I will say right now I'm looking I'm looking at their 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 balance of schedule right now, um, and they're they're about to go on some road trips. Um, they've got now six six games at home, uh, two of which are going to be against Philly and New York, who are top tops of the tables. Those are the ones I can just think of right off the bat. Um, C- Cincinnati on the road looks like a disaster. You probably expect three points out of that. Um, th- there are some other games out there. Maybe they can pick up points, but I, I would hedge a bet. They've got to win three more, three three road games to close out the season. Three of these road games uh, before I can start feeling comfortable and start to you know win a majority of these home games uh, because their home schedule has been nothing like it was in 2018. Um, it's been normal. Uh, it's, it's been, been like a normal home, like a non normal human home schedule. Normal, if not a little underperforming. Their road record actually has been. Okay, it's been a little, it's been decent. I think. I think they've done well enough on the road um, in in a lot of cases. Uh, but I, I would, I wouldn't. Cla- normal would be you're still doing well. Uh, I would classify a little bit below average at this time. At this time at home, um, they've dropped a lot of points, and you got to pick them up. And you got to, you know, if we had, you know, ten road games left and three away games, I would be saying, oh, everything's great. You know, we're fine. We'll we'll pick up those points on the home. But now it's it's getting to crunch time. There, there's there's going to be a lot of jostling in this Eastern Conference, um, and and there's going to be huge games coming up. This is the the second half of the season. Things are coming down the stretch, and if this team is sitting, you know, fourth or fifth place, um, we got to start asking ourselves, uh, what's you know, they've got one more year, one more year. I, I would hedge a bet with Wayne Rooney uh, before we start to you know really see some. Some downward turns. Uh, if this starts to go south and they start to fall fourth, fifth place, and they're one and out in the playoffs, um, I'm going to start asking. You know, is Ben Olsen the best coach? Is do we need to maybe you know blow this whole thing up and 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 rebuild, or at least on the coaching side, bring somebody else, at least a coach in. I would say at least a coach. Maybe, I think Casper's done well enough with with what he's been given, but. Um, you have to ask, I think, a lot of questions now, especially with the substitutions. Uh, Griffin Yao did not make an appearance in this game. And we talked about in the last podcast on, on Wednesday that I didn't think that was a moment for Griffin Yao was in that game against Orlando. Uh, today would have been a great moment for Griffin Yao. I would have absolutely loved to see him out there on that field, in for Steber or in for Segura. Um, instead, he brought on Pedroso um, to get a more you know offensive forward uh, going. And I thought he did well. I thought he did much better than McCann, who was not did not play well. 
Um, you had Durkin slot in uh, to push Rodriguez up up top again. Not opposed to that. Uh, and then you had Quincy Ameriqua come in, who was okay. Um, I wouldn't qualify him as fantastic. Um, that's a that's a problem to me. I, I think Yao should have been out there. I think you should have given him a chance to go out there. Um, so, and th- these are questions that are now going to start being asked by Ben Olson. Um, and, and they're, they're questions, uh, that if at the end of the year, things aren't going well, that the, the calls are going to start getting louder from even people like me. So, well, he, he got asked that in the post game and it was basically like, are you not making subs? Cause you do not like your bench. And he said, sometimes, yes, sometimes I like my 11. I don't like, I don't like these guys. And then other times I do, but it may, I, I think the real implications there are like, yeah, more often than not, I'm not, ma- I'm not, not making subs because I forgot I had them. I'm not, not making subs because I'm, you know, I'm stubborn. I just don't think even a tired Segura is better than, than Yao. We can disagree about that, mm-hmm. but I think it's, I think it's, it's, it's good to recognize that like, you know, he sees, he sees the weakness of the bench that I think everybody else sees. He wants some impact players this summer that make it so that he can change a game around with a substitution and not just hope against hopes that the, the 16 year old kid can, can break down the tire defense. He might be able to, but logic dictates that he probably won't like just from yeah. odds, just, just how the odds are going to go. He probably won't. It, I want to see him out there as much as anybody. Though. It, it was probably the most, you know, bureaucratic way of saying that Casper, give me somebody I need yeah. help here. And look at this bench, yeah, Dave. Look at look at this look at this bench, and I'm sure I'm sure they're lock and step. Um, but we we saw both Cincinnati and both Colorado coaches go at their front offices about the roster they've been given, and literally within the next few days they were gone. Um, so and he's in, and we're in second place. Yeah, so he's <laughs> third place, I think. Actually, I think we're we're tied. I believe with uh, with thirty one points over Montreal. Oh, sorry, I, I missed that. So yeah, we're second get it place. straight, even though we have a game on them. Yeah, yeah, we got a we got a game on them. But we got like we got New York a whole bunch of points. I mean, this this Four games on New York City FC. Yeah, and New York City, we can't we can't do anything to change that. We can do a, some to change against uh, a team like uh, a team like Atlanta, and we still have for some reason we still have not played New York Red Bulls at all this season. I will continually find that weird. Um, so I don't know. Th- this is going. Uh, I'm I'm nervous that there are no rumors, and I'm hopeful. That once, you know, in the next few days, maybe after the July 4th holiday, we start to, to hear a little bit more, uh, hear, see a little bit more smoke. Because uh, right now I'm not seeing much. And that has me a little bit concerned. Um, One more thing to wrap up the Toronto game. Uh, here's this quote from DeLeon. Uh, said uh, he had extra motivation for this game. I'm going to keep that one to myself. It was bittersweet. I spent yeah, seven years here. I was looking forward to seeing former teammates, some fans. There's a lot of people here that mean a lot to me. But for that extra motivational factor, I'm going to keep that to myself. Uh, he did not get into that, but 100%, I guarantee you, there was a conversation about how they thought he was nearing the end of his career or that he wasn't worth the salary uh, that they were. That's probably all it is. And uh, people were saying, is it about Ben? People were saying, you know, what what what, what horrible thing could have been said? I think it was just saying, like, we're going to have to move on. We don't think that you've got enough legs to play in the midfield. We need help here. So, and he's proved them wrong. Uh, yeah. he's, he's, he's definitely done that. We talked about... Is he? Does he look as good as? Uh, does he look as good as you know he did earlier in the year? No, he does not. Does but. he look at it better than Zoltan Steeper right now for his yeah. price tag? Absolutely, absolutely, at half the price. Yes, I would rather have Nick DeLeon than Zoltan Steeper on my roster right now. No question about it. Uh, that that's that's the one thing that got to me is we saw we saw two players out there. One DC United spurned, the other they decided to keep, even though. Even la- even at the end of last year, everybody was like, I think they should just get rid of Zoltan. I think they should just get rid of Zoltan. And I think they they had already, you know, they were hoping to bring DeLeon on a lower salary. No one was going to take him, and Toronto just completely upended those plans. Um, but I bet if they had if they had if they had the ability to go back in time, uh, they would have found a way to get rid of Zoltan to get out of his contract to just be done with him and just keep DeLeon at that level. Um, and I think we we would not. We would not be having. Uh, it would be a very, very different season for DC right now because uh, their 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 depth on the bench is 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 no bueno, um, and just a couple injuries seem to knock this team off. So um, I'm happy for Deleon though. I'm happy he got. I'm happy he. I'm happy for him that he is playing well and things are going well for him because he he gave a lot to this team when things were not great and there were a lot of bad seasons, a lot of bad seasons when he was here. So it's it's good to see him. 
Uh, it's good to see him getting well and getting paid. So I will never, I will never research the name of Nick Baleon. Um, I guess with that, uh, we will wrap up the segment. Uh, we got a couple Twitter questions to get into, some other sort of news and notes. Uh, but stick around and listen to the RFK Refugees podcast. We will be right back. Welcome back to the RFK Refugees podcast. Ted and John here. Uh, John, you uh, so I guess I don't know if we want to call this like season ticket season ticket gate or <laughs> season ticket disappointment. I don't know. I don't know what we want to call this segment. But um, but you uh, you sent an email out. Dude, you just rocked on some sunglasses. Right, y'all can't see this, but like John just like rocked on some sunglasses right I did. now. It's my Landon Donovan tribute. Yeah, Landon Donovan cool. tribute. There you go. The coolest gift of all time. <laughs> all right, John, get into your email. I, yeah, I completely so, sidetracked us. Uh, I talked about it last week uh, uh, about the season ticket holder gift. And after I went and picked it up, I, I had saw recently someone with $3,800 worth of season tickets, four seats, uh, who got $25 in, uh, in uh, Fanatics cash uh, from the store. Uh, and I just thought, uh, I've got to at least make it known that this this is not okay. Like this kind of sucks. So I emailed my rep, who I like a lot, who I've never had any problems with, who's always taken care of. I haven't had too many problems this year generally, but the ones that I have had, he has taken care of. Um, but I just sort of told them, like you know, I've been a season ticket holder for you know me- less years than many of the people who are here who have been here much longer. Uh, I've been probably five or six years uh, a season ticket holder. And that this season is the, well, beside from the gift, which was insulting, uh, overall the worst experience uh, for for me. Um, the, I mean, I, I get the complaints are the complaints, but the, uh, for instance, the meet the team day, which I think is really important uh, just because it's the cool, it's the, it's the real benefit. It's getting able to meet the players up close and hear, uh, talk to them, particularly if you have kids, like it's the, it's the best opportunity if you have kids. Uh, and if you're an adult, it's still kind of cool. It's still a cool thing to do. If you like autographs, it's a, it's a good opportunity to do that. Um, they used to do it before the season. Apparently, since they moved to Audi Field, they do it later in the season. Uh, there's been no dialogue around what we're planning to do for that. I complained about that. I said, you know, just communicate to people a little bit better. Let them know what your thinking is. Uh, and then you'll get a lot more of the benefit of the doubt when, you know, things aren't happening the way you want them to have. But as it is, I just keep asking about it. Like, oh, well, soon. We're going to announce it soon. Anyway, he responded back, basically. I, I, I intimated that there is a chance that I do not renew because I can get tickets in my section for cheaper than I pay for almost every game that I go to, barring maybe LAFC, which, in fact, I wish I hadn't gone to. Uh, but almost every other game, I could get tickets for cheaper. Uh, and I basically said, I'd love to talk to somebody about it. You know, see see what you guys are planning to do to make things better. And they're basically like, yeah, you know, we talked about it. And people said that people like to pick their gifts instead of a scarf. So that's flexibility. And we'll have the team event sometime soon, trying to keep trying to lock down a date. We don't usually announce it uh, until a month before it happens. Let me know if you have any questions. So those are some copy paste uh, complaints that he has likely been given. People have had that problem. uh, And he's answered them. It's it's just a nothing burger, man. It's it's a bummer. Uh, I'm, you know. Hopefully, go ahead. You have something to say. Well, I I understand this idea, like, you know, oh, people like to pick their gifts. Okay. Have you been to the team store? Have you seen something that costs $10 or less? Uh, Maybe a keychain, I guess, would would maybe fall into that category. I'm pretty sure that's probably like seven or eight bucks. Um, Yeah, I went to the team store today and uh, I bought a, uh, I needed a new uh, travel coffee mug. And it was there, and uh, I was maybe had a little bit too much to drink, so it was it was kind of a drunk purchase. Um, and uh, the uh, the T-shirt, uh, my wife wanted a T-shirt. Um, I think uh, she got a Wayne Rooney T-shirt. Uh, that alone, a T-shirt and a coffee mug, cost us about sixty bucks yep. um, right then and there. Uh, so, um, if it was like a fifty dollar card per seat, or like a you know even a thirty or thirty five dollar card. I think then the idea you could say, okay, yeah, we wanted people to choose their gifts, but ten dollars. Yeah, mm. and the and the fam setup sucks. So I was gonna upgrade my seats. I have like two hundred eighty dollars worth of fam, which is enough. It should be enough to do something. Uh, I went. They the way they do it is they open the seats an, an hour before kickoff. So 
So I was riding in my car, trying to not crash a car while still logging in to this to this app to see if I could get a seat. Uh, there were no, so they, they opened it up. There were no seats available uh, in the wow. in the club section. There were four seats available on the on the all inclusive ground section. They were two hundred ninety five dollars a piece, which is bananas. Uh, the idea that you can just basically reutilize this money and you, when you turn in tickets for you know no problem easy is incorrect unless the game is you know we're not going to have games where there are eight thousand people in the seats anymore. Even if this team does poorly in the summer, you're going to get sixteen, seventeen, eighteen thousand people almost sellouts. Uh, so there needs to be. I need to be able to get into that section earlier. I need to be able to get access to the ticket selection earlier than an hour before. If I'm a season ticket holder, I should have a advantage to get these seats versus an outside buyer. That's and, that's just the way it goes. And the amount of people that are arriving late to these games is starting to approach uh, a little bit of ridiculous levels. We we had an incident where. My uh, sister and her boyfriend left their seat. I think they went to get water or something or, or use the restroom. And these two guys came up and tried to sit in those seats. And they were trying to argue with us about what seat it was and, and how this was their seat. And then we finally realized that they, they, need, they were in the wrong section. I saw people arriving, you know, 30 minutes late. I mean, it was it, the crowd was great. I mean, there was a huge crowd, a lot of a lot of crowds, but and I'm not sure what the solution is to that, how you fix that type of problem, but it remains to be an issue. Um, I, I don't know if it's the amount of gates or who's going into the gates, but there's 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 a lot of late arriving crowds uh, with DC United games. Um, it's it, never going to change. It is the quintessential yeah. DC thing for all sports, unfortunately, for the Wizards, for the, for the Nationals. It's just the way it goes. And I think the location doesn't help DC. Definitely not, because <laughs> nope. it's it's just it's sandwiched in there. You know, the the first gates open, but I mean that's just. That that's just I just it was actually a little bit better I think than it was um and the there was no clear back policy which was nice so yep they've gotten they've they've, they've lowered the bars a little bit and that's yeah, good that's good so that I won't complain anymore but that is that's the that's the current situation other season ticket holders have the exact same experience uh, I've not met a lot of people who are really enthused with the way things are going if you are enthused I'd love to have you on the show and to tell to tell me about uh you know how you feel you're getting a lot of value from your season ticket I'd love to hear from you. Uh, you know, DM us and we'll we'll put you on. Uh, but other than that, I think everyone else sort of feels the same. And I imagine after the season, we'll sort of do a roundtable with season ticket holders who are either going to renew or not renew and, and talk about it. And I, and I think the big problem is that right now it's not a problem because the quality of the pro- – I mean, I guess the last few games haven't been right. great. But the quality of the product is out there where it's good. You get to see a guy like Wayne Rooney out there. You get to see, you know, Luciano Acosta. What DC needs to concern themselves is when that good product is not there anymore. What's going to happen? Some of these people, you know, they they renew one season, the team has a bad season, and they're like, yeah, I'm done with this, you know. So they these types of things keep at least a bad team connected. And and the kickers, as much as I am lamenting about their performance on the field, uh, they do an absolutely fantastic job at connecting with fans and keeping me, even when the product is bad, I have no no idea that I'm not going to buy season tickets next year. That thought has not crossed my mind um, at all. Um, they have, you know, a meet the team event they do every time. The coach is always really accessible. They do post game parties with the players. They do events. They do watch parties. I mean, they they go all out to to get fans into the door and to keep them entertained and everything like that. Um, and it's they and, and they don't really spend a lot of money to do it either. So there's ways you can keep your your fans engaged. Without spending, without having to spend a whole bunch of money, um, yeah, so, and that's the way they were with RFK, right? Yeah, like when the, when you're in an inferior facility with an with an inferior team, you you bend over backwards to sell the product. They seem very very confident in the fact that their product is so good that that if you don't buy it, somebody else is going to buy it, and we're not going to sweat about it. And like you said, when Wayne goes away, and they have said there's not going to be another Wayne coming in the door after Wayne. Uh, good luck with that proposition. You gotta I mean, win. That's tomorrow's problem, right? But you, still, you gotta win. I mean, and and I hope I hope Wayne's not the last. I hope if another star is able to return, I think the problem will be you're gonna have Miami, you're gonna have New York, you're gonna have L.A. Those you now are you know you're gonna have a lot more competition for you know 
destination spots, so to speak. Uh, Wayne's kind of a weird situation where he doesn't, he didn't really care where he ended up. He, you know, he didn't really care whether it was New York. He wanted to be, I think, just away, far away from the English media as he possibly could. Um, and I think DC just kind of fit perfectly. Um, yeah, he's so. a, he was, a, he's an odd, he's an odd duck in that way. Like yeah. he doesn't, he wasn't like, oh, I've got to go play where it's nice weather all the time. Yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo is not walking through that door because he's no. going to go to Miami. Like, I no. mean, and that's the way it's going to be. And that's just the realities of these European stars when they come over these aging European stars. And that doesn't mean I think DC can't be successful. I think they have done a lot of good products with their building up their, you know, we have Christian Sorto from, from Loud United scoring a goal just signed to, uh, from the Academy. Um, so there's a lot of good things happening. I think they can use the use Wayne Rooney, generate, you know, some revenue, some income, and then they can use it to sort of, you know, shift a little bit into development ways. If you think about it, they're kind of doing the same thing that the Red Bulls or Red Bulls have done. They signed Thierry Henry. They brought Thierry Henry in, got a lot of people interested, got a lot of people out to the games. And then they said, okay, now we're going to shift focus a little bit. We're going to use, you know, that energy and we're going to, you know, develop talent, develop players. We're, we're not going to go for the big splashy stars. Um, I think it'll work a lot better in D.C. than in New York because at the end of the day, D.C. likes a winner. And when a team is winning, a lot of people still come out to watch them. Uh, there are fans that came out to watch Christian Gomez and Aleko Eskandarian and Luciano Emilio back in the day. They sold 17,000, 18,000 people because DC likes a winner, and they even admire a little bit of a workman's quality. Um, DC sort of builds their stars. New York's very different. They buy in the stars and they bring in. So I think it could work a lot better as far as attention goes. So um, anyway, that's my spiel on that. Um, hopefully the season ticket stuff gets better, though. Yep. I'm not going to hold my breath, but let's hope. Let's get to this Twitter questions. We've yes. got a few. Uh, at DCU underscore soccer says, what do we do with Zoltan? I think you put him on a on an ice flow and you just send him back <laughs> to the general direction of Hungary. Uh, yeah, I think I think I still think we may see him accidentally one or once or twice more, but I think for the most part the writing is uh, firmly on the wall on both sides, and he's sort of been doing his best to uh, save face by saying, "Oh yes, I would also like to leave. I I too would like to go so that I can play for my national team more." Um, so whatever, yeah. I, it's clear that the the marriage is is sour, and he'll be on his way out uh, this month. You are going to literally hang a free or any best offer in in front of him <laughs> up. for so any awkward. European, you know, middling European side in Hungary and in literally just like just negotiate a salary with him. We don't you know, we, we just get him off our books. That's all we care about. Um, you know, we don't we can't afford to buy out his contract. We already did that. So they got to f- find a place for him somewhere. Um, so I think there's literally a free or best offer um, thing on him. Uh, and he, I, I contend I do not think we will see him in a DC uniform. We'll see who ends up being right. Um, Don uh, uh, at SMC Ultra says, aside from Assad, who who should we sign this summer? I'm asking because Casper is too embarrassed to ask for himself. For, is that a reference to something I don't get? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Uh, Jimmy comes in. Someone replace Brilliant, please. Um, I disagree in that regard. Yeah, I think Brilliant's really been fine. Yeah, I also think he's fine. Yeah, he's fine, and we got Donovan Pines anyway, who's already you're already looking at him and potentially replacing uh, Brilliant. So I'm I think I think he's been fine. I don't think he's a problem um, really. Um, aside from Assad, uh, a striker, maybe an actual challenging backup striker who might be able to bring a little bit more on the offensive game. Um, I don't think they'd do that, but it'd be interesting to see if they could. Um, really, I think maybe they even need to look at not only, not only Assad, but maybe another winger, maybe another attacking winger. Um, I don't know if you, you probably bring in one big money guy and then maybe look, you know, around, um, they're kind of maxed out a lot with salary. So that kind of limits what you can do. Um, so we know that, or do we just feel like, I feel like there's not a lot of transparency on that, the salary cap. Situation. Well, so so right now, I mean, they, they they're maxed out on designated player spots. They yeah, have sure, yes. Luciano Costa, Wayne Rooney, and Paul Ariola. They're their three designated player spots. Um, right now, you know, Zoltan Stevers, your TAM player, you get his roster off. You bring in another TAM uh, related signing uh, to sort of fill that, and they've probably. But then you know you've got you know I think I'm pretty sure Leonardo Hara is in the high you know five hundred thousand six hundred thousand range. So he's they're probably using some money to pay down his salary. Um, you've got, um, I'm trying to even think, but there, there's some, uh, I feel like there's, there's someone I'm missing. Uh, uh, TT Lucas Rodriguez, another probably pretty high salary guy. 
Um, I would, you know, personally, I'd like to see them, you know, sign a big guy and then maybe look into the league and see if you can find a guy maybe who's not getting a lot of looks um, in, in the league, maybe not a lot of opportunities um, as someone you can uh, as someone you maybe can bring in. Um, and CJ uh, Sapong, I want someone that has always scored <laughs> well, C- goals in D.C. to C- play for us. CJ C- Sapong is getting minutes in uh, in uh, in Chicago, and I don't think that's changing. So. Um, yeah, I would I would have loved to have him after Philly, but I don't I don't think that's happening. They're about to fire their coach. They're they're barely a team at this point. Like they're just they like they continue to play. They're like a zombie <laughs> franchise until things change. So I they should just give him to us. <laughs> just as, as as like a one original team to the other. Just uh, no, was, they're ninety seven. expansion. They're ninety eight. They they, they, they were nine. They were ninety eight expansion. So they're not an original team. Two years. All right, almost an ex- <laughs> almost an original. Uh, right. There are. I think that's. I think that was all the Twitter questions. We we failed you guys. We didn't ask for this early enough, so we got what we got. But I do appreciate. Um, what we got anyway. I did think. Uh, is anybody? I, this one from Jimmy too. Is anybody able to confirm that actually that they actually do any man marking or passing drills in training? Um, I'm sure they do. I've seen it on Flow FC. I've seen it. They do it. <laughs> uh, it has happened. Uh, although, oh, by the way. There are some actually pretty good, and I, I say good, it's not in-depth, but like some very, uh, what's the, not glossy, but like well-produced slick content on the Instagram page. It's just like, it's like really, really well-edited highlights with like dubstep slight type music behind it. And it's like a minute. It's actually really good. Like it looks, it looks like they hired a very, whoever the intern is that's on the video editing team this week or this month. He's doing a good job. It's very youthful. It's very, uh, it's very Gen Z uh, aesthetic. By the way, I'm I'm glad you brought up like you know content producing because we forgot to. I think we we made a, a boo boo because we forgot to uh, Cody. Uh, it's Cody Severka, right? The guy, the the uh, uh, photo photo guy we had on. Something like that last name. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, Cody uh, had uh, had the the great shot from the Orlando game with. Um, oh, I can't remember the keeper's name anymore. Um, Brian Rowe. Brian Rowe, like reaching over for the ball, um, fantastic shot. So glad to see him getting some uh, some some notoriety for that. We had him on the show, so you know we we can play that clip when he's like super popular. You know, Brian Rowe and his Kylo Ren haircut that will always make me <laughs> chuckle that he's a professional athlete. All right, uh, I've got a little bit of time left. Um, do you want to get into uh, what what do we think for the game on the on Wednesday on the on the fourth on the fourth of July? Are you going to watch it? Are you going to watch fireworks? Uh, that's a good question. I had plans to go see fireworks, uh, but uh, I pulled my back because I am 700 years old. So I may, in, in fact, just stay home and watch this game. Uh, and in that in that event, gotta say I've not. I think I've seen maybe one FC Dallas game this year. Uh, they're five one and four at home, so they're a little bit sharper than we are at, from a home record, only by one loss. There'll be uh, a crowd out there too, because it's like it's like one of the few places you watch fireworks, and a bunch of people go to that game. And they and if you want to see a late arriving crowd, wait till you see like like ten thousand people suddenly file into to Toyota Park and at like the seventieth minute. <laughs> because if they don't, they literally burst into flames. So I'll, I I'm not going to attend and shame uh, anybody in Frisco, Texas. Um, I I think a draw. I think a draw was was my hope. I, I think that's I think that's reasonable. I think a one one or even a zero zero draw in the heat on the fourth is is a possibility. It, and those games, all I remember, I went, I went down to a game in the middle of the summer in in, in Texas, and it ended zero zero. And it's 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 a miserable kind of mid July game to watch. We always seem to play FC Dallas in the heat of the summer. We never get them like early in March or April. We always play them like right in June or July. Um, I, I'm gonna go boring one nothing victory off a of Wayne Rooney penalty. Yeah, that, another one of those would be <laughs> would be hilarious. <laughs> so I I mean like you know we keep taking these points. And I'll keep taking them, but if things don't change, they we are absolutely going to get wiped out in the first round, and it yeah. won't, and it won't, and it won't even be a question. I mean, maybe we make it because of, of how the the format's set up, and and you know the idea that we finish fourth or fifth, you know, we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll get a first round game at home, and we'll and we'll quote unquote take care of business. But um, you know, I'm I'm, I'm I think I'm hopeful that once golf returns from. Uh, from his excursion out to uh, out in France, um, I'm hopeful we're going to start the the floodgates are going to open because right. uh, I think that's part of the reason why we're not hearing a lot 
is because uh, golf's in France. Uh, he so, didn't get the data plan. He didn't get the international data plan. So <laughs> I mean, I'm, sh- I'm sure he's got the data plan. Uh, I'm, I'm sure <laughs> there's a connection there. But also, I mean, when we're conducting most of our business, he's in bed, basically. Um, so I, I'm and he's also busy covering the Women's World Cup. So there actually might be things he's getting, but he's covering the Women's World Cup. And it's probably not anything major. It's probably, you know, some some news and notes. And he's not really dropping them yet. And I guarantee you, like, I, probably he's going to take a couple days, and then maybe you'll start to hear some things come out. So be looking for after the after the Women's World Cup, um, unless some other announcement comes through. Um, fingers crossed, man. Fingers crossed it's Emil. I really want Emil back. I, I kind of really, really want him back. So And I want him back at the beginning of the window. Yeah. I don't want him back as a debt like because I, I, I just want him to reintegrate soon and, and fast. And, and, that's something, and that's something important is not only can DC get some signings done, but they need to happen at the beginning of the window. We cannot wait until August or until, you know, September, you know, probably late August. Actually, I think it's when the window closes. Uh, they have to, they have to get them early in the window. Um, they can't, we can't wait. And a lot of teams are already hopping on it. Um, you've got, a lot of teams have, have made uh, considerable improvements. San Jose, who are flying right now, they made a signing. Philadelphia went out and got Andrew Wooten. Um, so there, there are teams out there making moves, and there, there are a lot of teams that are starting. Moves are going to start flying fast, and DC's got a lot of big games coming up, especially against Philly. So if they don't get better, uh, we're in trouble. So anyway, uh, anything else you got for us? I don't. Just uh, cross your fingers, and uh, nobody. Speaking of fingers, no one blow any of theirs off on the 4th of July. Yes, please, please. All fingers. Everybody keep all your fingers. And your uh, eyebrows. I guess with that, uh, thank you all so, so much for listening. Um, RFK, oh, sorry, Twitter.com slash RFK Refugees. Patreon.com slash RFK Refugees. Uh, we got Facebook.com, search the RFK Refugees podcast. Listen to us, you know, uh, you know, enjoy the show. Tell your friends about it. Uh, come grab a sticker. I think John's going to leave them, like, at the table at the home events. I'm going to start doing that. Well, there aren't very many left, but I'm going to do that until we did, run did out. Did people take some? Did, were some taken? I didn't look. You were, I, went, I went in a different direction. I assume they did. You've got to number new. them. Number them, John. Number them. But... <laughs> yeah. Put my phone number on the back. <laughs> Put my, right, my address. Your address right there. That, that'll get the picture taken. Um, but yes, uh, come see John for stickers. I'm going to try to make one more game before the season's out. I'm setting my goal on that, even though they're now all Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday, which is not ideal for me. But uh, it's it's okay. Uh, anyway, thank you all so, so much for listening. Uh, I'm Ted. He's John. And we will catch you all next week. Vamos. Vamos. Voila. Yeah. I'm only coming out to play. Nothing more that I hate in this life. The wrong impression. I only have one to make. You can open your palm. Waiting to catch a break. The cards are far where they may. And what about me? Fate.